Coming up, we've got a twofer for you, a review of the Tourmaster Synergy Pro Plus jacket liner and winter riding. The best things to do for you and your bike this coming winter riding season. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, before I told you that Heartland Honda in Springdale was the first level five Honda powerhouse in Arkansas. Now, what that means is that Heartland Honda is a very exclusive dealership. You see, you have to meet several standards and then maintain them in order to become a level five Honda powerhouse dealer. Like red level certified techs, adequate model representation, training and facility requirements, and be an exclusive Honda dealer. God, there's a lot of stuff you've got to do, but they do it at Heartland Honda. So if you want the very best, be sure to check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. You know, Randy, I've got a good question for you. Are you ready for winter riding? Heck yeah. It's the best time of year to ride. It, it is the best time of the year. Yes, some of us are crazy. We still ride when it's cold. Making sure you dress properly and the motorcycle's properly prepped. Check your tires, things like that. And of course, winter riding can lead to accidents and injuries. Put Brad Bradshaw's number in your phone. 417-333-3333. Brad's a physician. He's a surgeon and a lawyer. You know, nuts on the road, they may not be watching out for you, and they're probably not. So after the show, check them out online at bradbradshaw.com. Remember, save this number, 417-333-3333. Dr. Brad Bradshaw, and he rides too. So Tourmaster has reached out to us, and they wanted us to try out their new Synergy Pro Plus heated 12-volt jacket. What it is right now with the cold weather and and it's biting on us today yeah it is it's uh yeah we want to do that so <laughs> then try them out now i am accustomed to riding with heated gear you i am not however. have never done it so this will be an interesting perspective yeah. and we're going to tell you even though that uh tour master so graciously provided these items you're going to get the truth here they yeah. may never provide us with anything else again <laughs> or they may yeah. depends I, and i honestly don't know what your take is on it so we're going to find out where they uh, hit it out of the park and in any areas they may not have. Again, it's the, actually it's a heated jacket, not a liner, but yeah. it's thin enough that you could use it as a liner too. And it's called the Pro Plus. Here's the thing. First off, man, Tourmasters, they're a badass company. Okay. First of all, they've been doing this for a long time. Uh, they got great quality products. Plus they were generous enough to say, hey, you know, Ren and Stimpy, why don't you guys try this stuff out? Tell us what you think about it. You know, which it, one's Ren? It matters. <laughs> I think there's a fat one and a skinny one. I must be stimpy. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm good with that. But, uh, you know, it takes a lot of, you got to be very confident in your product to just, you know, send good quality equipment out to somebody and say, Hey, let's see what you think about it. You know, like it or hate it. We want to know, you know, that's, that's a staple of a good company that stands behind their stuff. And that really, oh, absolutely. And I really believe that if there are issues in your product that need to be addressed, how else are you going to know unless you get Ren and Stimpy's yeah. opinion about it? Yeah. Because we're just your average Joe anyway. Right. You know, we're the guys that are buying their stuff. You know, it's not the guys that you see on TV building, you know, crazy bikes and being out in the limelight. You know, in my opinion, most of those guys don't buy gear like that. Um, maybe I'm just completely stupid on the situation, but you know, the average day-to-day guy looking for a good quality jacket at a reasonable price. That's Somebody that's one. working hard for their money and they don't want to waste it on crap. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so here's what I found. We'll start with the good. It's black. How much, <laughs> how much worse could you get than that? I mean, that's, that's it. I like that. It's not chartreuse and, uh, reflective everywhere. So there is, that's a plus in my book. The on, off, and levels, high, medium, low. Easy to use, easy to operate. It's right here on your chest. Easy to reach. Now, it, it was a little bit, I'm going to say a little bit confusing, but I don't read literature. No, you don't read at all. No, I just throw it on there and say, all right, what are we going to do? the pictures? Yeah, 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 yeah. So at first it was a little bit, is red hot or is green hot? Because the uh, on, off switch is color-coded, you know, red, green, and yellow for high, medium, low. So it took me a little bit of time just to figure out whether it was high, medium, or low. Obviously, medium, you know, is in the middle, but, you know, which way was which. Other than that, you know, I really like the jacket as far as the way it feels. It's soft. It's pliable. You know, you can move in the thing. Um, I will say that it's more of a jacket than a liner. And the reason why I say that is because it's a little bit thicker ply. Most liners you see are, are thin, you know, so you can slip them underneath of something. Now the sizing on it, um, got an extra large. Normally I wear a large or, you know, extra large. I'm not a small guy, but I'm not a huge guy. It fit a little bit snug for what I normally feel like an extra large fits. So I would say if you're looking to buy one of these things, get on their website and really look over their sizing chart before you just go and pick what you right. normally do. You That's know? what I found. I found that if I had really one, the only knock I have found on it, I'm just going to be straight up with you. I really like the product, but the only knock that I would say is their sizing chart is dead on accurate for what they have. So you need to look at that. The point I'm trying to make is their sizing charts run a little smaller than the normal sizing chart. So right. like you said, you probably could have done well with maybe a large. Right. Well, and for me, well, I'm a big guy. So I ordered the three X and normally in clothing, uh, even jackets or whatever, I wear mm-hmm. a three X and it's loose enough and comfortable push up bra off. Well, shut up. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, this one was a little tight. Yeah. Then I got to looking at their sizing chart as it is listed. And it was, it was very accurate. Mm-hmm. I should have probably looked at that first. I just went with 3S because yeah. that's what I always wear. So keep that in mind if you're thinking about ordering this product. Yeah. See, and the, the where it poses a problem for me is is I got an extra large because I'm like, okay, well, you know, like most things, if their sizing is a little bit different, I could slip a shirt on or wear a flannel under it. Well, it actually fits more like a large, which is great. Well, that limits what I can wear underneath of it. But then it also limits being an extra large 
what I could put over the top of it. Because what I found with riding this thing, riding with this jacket, is that as you wear it with just as a jacket, you know, your chest, your neck, and your back really stay heated really, really very well. Well, I run ape hangers on everything, so my arms are up and they're exposed. You know, it was hard for me to feel the heating elements through the upper part of the arms. For me, they just didn't get very warm. You know, I could feel I could feel my arms being substantially colder than the rest of my body. And I think if you used it as a liner where you had an outer windproof yeah. breaker, that would probably relieve that situation. And it did. See, I went ahead to make this thing the most accurate review I could. I slipped another larger jacket over the top of it. It retained all the heat. My arms stayed nice and warm. It wasn't as big a deal. So as a jacket, it was pretty good. I'd like to feel a little more heat in my arms because running tall bars, they're exposed all the time. Now, granted, nothing's perfect. I can't stop every situation. And it was pretty cold when I was out riding. I'm not talking like 50 or 60 degrees. I'm talking like upper 30s is what it was. So with that being said, you know, I really do like the jacket. It fits for me. It fits how I like it to fit. I don't like big, loose, baggy stuff. Um, fit great. Looks attractive. And the material is nice and soft. It seems like you'd be able to clean it up pretty well. Easy to use. I mean, it's pretty user-friendly. It is hand washable too. Yeah, yeah. I do like the fact that it's got the ports in the cuffs for you to hook up to the pair of their heated gloves. I'd like to try their heated gloves out, but um, I do like that there it's... It's somewhat convertible and also you could put more stuff to it. I like that it wasn't an open cuff at the end of the sleeve. You know, some of them are. I like that it had the elastic at the end. You know, yeah. It keeps those, it tucked. Keeps it tucked. Keeps the air from rushing up underneath. Right. I do love the fact that the collar is heated as well. You know, some of them. That That's I've one had. of my favorite things. Yeah. I mean, it's freaking dope, man. You're out riding. What's always the coldest thing? A turkey neck. neck. Yeah. Where your helmet doesn't hit and your jacket doesn't cover. And let me tell you, if you haven't ridden in the cold, and I'm talking cold, <laughs> yeah. and with an exposed neck, jeez, yeah. it's, it's, it's not even worth it. And it'll give you a freaking headache, too. Oh, yeah. It's really painful. Cold neck, yeah. Yeah, any part of your skin that's exposed is going to just be trashed when you're done. So it was pretty sweet that you could take and zip the neck all the way up, and it was heated. Definitely liked that. All right, so this is the 12-volt model. Obviously, it goes and plugs into your motorcycle. Another thing that would be freaking nice as crap, in my opinion, was to have... I know they have a 7.4-volt system. Um, there's a little battery pack that goes in your pocket. and that's, I think it has like a two or two and a half hours, something like that, charge time or, yeah. or whatever. You can, you can run it before it's dead for two to two and a half hours. It'd be freaking sweet if we had a 12-volt system and or if they were compatible to be able to plug that thing in and get off your bike and walk around with this heated jacket. Because like I said, the jacket's pretty attractive. Like it's, it's a nice jacket. Granted, if you're riding and it's 20 or 30 degrees, well, now you got to unplug your bike. Jacket gets cold and you're out walking around, say you're at a rally or a, you know, toys for tot ride or something like that, or something in the winter time, or say you're just out riding in the winter. It'd be nice to be able to you know, have this jacket on and it stay heated when you're not on your motorcycle. Some kind of a little pocket battery that would just keep it going for a little while until you get back yeah, or whatever. Exactly. You know, something you could just easily unhook, you know, probably, you know, the ports on the bottom side of the jacket, you know, if the battery was just in an inside pocket. You right, because it has that accessory port. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can just plug it in and then it heat your jacket, then you get back on your bike or whatever. And you want to plug it back in your bike and you can do that. 
So that'd be that's something actually that's, a pretty cool idea. It really would. I think it'd be you know just one more thing that you could add to it. Granted, it might change the sale price a little bit, but it it'd be pretty cool. Well, one of the things, and I think that brings up a good point because for me, look at it, it's snowing outside as we speak. Yes, but it for is. me, when I'm riding in the cold weather, I don't like stopping and I don't like getting off my bike. You know, that can sometimes be a hassle, just unplugging everything. Right. But I, I see the idea about having a little 12 volt battery. I didn't even think about that because my mind wasn't geared that way for, you know, 12 volt systems, but that makes perfect sense. I'm such a freak. I always think it could be completely. Oh, you're a freak. All right. Let there be no mistake. <laughs> it can be completely round and I'll try to figure out a way to make it even more round. So all in all, you, you, did you thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs halfway? No, definitely. I'm a thumbs up on it. I really do like the jacket. It was super nice. Granted, like we already stated, my experience might be a little bit limited with a bunch of different heated gear. I'm not saying that I've never been around it, never talked to people, never looked them up. But here's the deal. And like I told you, if you remember right, I said, I don't know if it's just me being young and stupid or it's just it because I don't have the, that type of gear that if I got it, I'd probably end up wearing it. You did um, say that. You didn't want to try it because you were afraid it was going to spoil you and you didn't want to give it up. Um, I'm going to go into the category you're probably spoiled and would rather be a little bit warmer. Uh, somewhat. Only here. on, I think I've already, I've already put this in my mind and figured it all out as far as when and when here we I go. would not wear it. It's, it's got to be below 40 degrees for me to wear it. Above 40 degrees, I feel like I'm perfectly fine with the way that I have been riding. That'll change over the years. That's, that's probably true. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a lot of experience with riding uh, with uh, electric gear. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time I've tried the Tourmaster product. And, and I'll tell you what, I really liked it. I wasn't accustomed to the um, button on the chest for your, your thermostat. You know, I'm used to a thermostat that you can dial in, you know, the amount of heat you want. Uh, but the button on the chest was kind of nice. It's one less thing that you have to, uh, you know, bring with you along for a ride. Overall, I think it did a bang-up job. It's just as good as any other product I've ever tried. So let's talk about some of the specifications. It is 100% polyester wind and water resistant soft shell fabric. And what that means for you morons, water resistant means if it rains a little bit, you'll be all right. It doesn't mean go swimming with it. (laughs) There is a difference between water resistant and waterproof. It is uh it has a 100% nylon fixed liner, micro fleece collar. That's one of the things I liked about the collar. The soft. The soft. So I liked the the soft collar. The cuffs were really nice. As you said, you mentioned to uh, keep them from wind blowing up your yeah. skirt. It has a little bit of a stretch to it, which in my case I needed. It has seven carbon fiber heating elements which are obviously located in the chest, the sleeves back and the collar that's that's a nice one as you mentioned already i'll tell you one thing i would like to see them incorporate maybe or yep. and or have is i'm the type of guy that my fancy shirt is a t-shirt with a pocket on the front so i don't i i'd be kind of thrilled to see if there's a couple of pockets on that like you'd find well on it has the one jacket. top pocket on the front kind of down on the belly right i i get that there's a couple of pockets that you can carry some stuff in but I want somewhere to stick my hands when I get off my motorcycle. You know, if it's if it's a using it as a jacket, it's the outside covering 
well, now I don't have anywhere to put my hands if it's cold. You know, this is going to sound stupid to a lot of people, but to you and I, it doesn't sound stupid. You know what it does not have that I wished it did that using it as a jacket and not a liner. Hmm. My jacket that I wear, it has a slot that I can put my gun. Yeah. Yeah. See that I didn't. So that's not just rattling around on you. Right. I didn't. I noticed that this I'm not suggesting tour master starts uh, jacking up concealed carry carry stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, you're just throwing it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, I love the jacket. It's, it's a great jacket and you know, nothing's ever perfect enough. So you've got to find the, the small things you don't like about something to understand how much you do like it. Seems backwards, but that's just my train of thought. But yeah, your train of thoughts backwards. I'll go with that. Yeah. But it works. So, okay. The other couple things that I wanted to bring out was it has an integrated microprocessor. Very fancy. It is a thermal cutoff protects you from a power surge and, overheating of the elements and if you think that you can't get burned by electric liners you're wrong yeah there, poor quality there are ones. a few brands out there that have had issues with overheating and people being burnt so it's got you know some protection for that it does draw 42 watts of power 3.5 amps of current and here's another thing for you folks that are newbies to heated gear you really need to consult your bike's specs to find out if you have a bike that will handle the extra amps. Oh, the extra load on the thing? Right. Now, this gear does come with a harness to plug into your bike with a inline fuse. But yeah. you want to make sure that your bike can handle, you know, 3.5 amps is not really much. I don't think you have to worry about too many bikes. But if you plan on adding on, because this jacket has built-in plug-ins for you can put your gloves on. If you get heated gloves, you can plug them directly in. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go through all the hassle of extra wires, anything like that. So when you start adding things up, of course, that builds up the amperage that it's going to draw. Make sure your bike can handle that. Now, the heat settings, uh, we'll do them in both Fahrenheit and Celsius. High is 126 and 52 Celsius. Medium is 113 and 45 Celsius, and low is 138 Celsius. Now, you think, boy, that's awful damn hot. But when you're riding out in the wind and it's 20 degrees out or 30 or even 40 degrees, and they factor in all of that stuff, it's not all that hot. Yeah. In fact, they claim, not Tourmaster, but in general, that 135 is the max you want to go before you start getting into a situation where, you can possibly get burned. Yeah. Uh, and when we say burned, we don't mean you're going to catch on fire for God's sake. <laughs> We're talking about, you know, maybe rash or, or, or blisters. Right, right. And that's honestly, if it's direct contact, you know, most of the time you're going to be wearing a shirt underneath of it. And you can't be completely idiotic when you're wearing something. If it feels like it's getting uncomfortably hot, turn the thing down or figure it out, you know. At some point well, in time, you have to be a free people thinking. to not be stupid. Now, come on. <laughs> yeah, I This guess. is the part where the lawyer comes in and reads the disclaimer. Yes, no joke. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. But yeah. what I really liked about it, it does the job well. It's black. It's okay. It's black. <laughs> but unlike other products, they're either heated jackets, and that's what they are, or they're liners, mm-hmm. and that's what they are. You don't interchange them. Now, Tourmaster is not promoting this as a liner they're saying it's a jacket but for me in my experience it's just as thin and just as lightweight 
as a regular liner. And when I first got it, I thought, well, now this is a jacket, but they, you know, they say it's a jacket, but it's Looks light like and flexible like a liner. And that was cool. So I could, on days that are, you know, rather warm, you know, above 35. Yeah. Uh, I could just wear this by itself and, and it works great. That's what is, it's but if it gets super But as cold, I can always throw a jacket over the top of it. Yeah. And use it as a liner. And, and, that, and it's not that bulky. You're right. And that's what I found too, is that with a jacket over the top, it really helped the heating out. Like it really felt 10 times better. But by itself, it was still pretty dang good, too. And I like that it's flexible and it's comfortable and you could wear it as a jacket without being like, you know, snowmobile gear, heated type jacket, you know, where they're just Right, you don't want to be like bulky. the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man all bulked up. <laughs> that kid on, what's that movie, The Christmas Story? Yeah. Where his the, mom wrapped him up and he couldn't yeah. move his arms. Yeah. Uh, been there, done that. <laughs> That's no good. Nah. You got to have flexibility. And this really uh, measures up. So for me, I liked it. I mean... I think it's a good product. It retails, I think, for what? 260 bucks, for God's sakes. I think so. <laughs> it's it worth it if you want to extend your riding season. Absolutely. 260 bucks oh. is nothing if you're going to get an extra three or four months out of riding. Right. Heck yeah, man. I mean, who doesn't want to ride more? And if you got good dry days where it's just cool, well, shoot, that's the best time because on a cold day, most people aren't outside anyway. So now you get to enjoy the road all that is to yourself. one of the things I love about riding in the winter. Me There's too. There's nobody else out there. Yeah. You, you got the road to yourself. You don't have to engage people in conversation when you're stopping to fuel other than, aren't you cold? Yeah. And your standard answer is no. <laughs> or sometimes I'll tap on my helmet. Like I've got earplugs and can't wave your hand, you can't hear yeah. you. Yeah. Sorry, me no speak English. No hablo English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, and that's just the shitheads in us, I guess. That you know, I like doing what I like doing. I don't have to have a spectator. You no. Know, and I don't have to have people fluffing me all day long. So, but yeah, man, it's it's great. This time of year is amazing. The air is cool. You can breathe easy. Your bike runs well. No one's out there. You know, all the leaves are off the trees, so you might get to see some of those hidden gems back in the woods. And You do. You know, go go enjoy the Ozarks and freaking ride your face off with some heated gear. Exactly. I'm, a, I'm in for it. I like it. It's a, okay. it's a good jacket. I'll take the winter riding over the 100-degree summer days any day. Which is funny. As old as you are, you'd think it'd be tough on you. Yeah, I'd think so, but I'm an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's... uh. It is here, dude. Like, we had snow and ice last week. Man, we're in for one, I think. Well, I don't know if you go in for that sort of thing. I guess this year it'll uh, it'll be yet to be seen. The Farmer's Almanac is calling for extreme snows and cold temperatures uh, for the winter. And, you know, we have those once in a blue moon, and we're about due. We've had very mild winters the last several years. Yeah. So uh, you, you can't really gripe if we have a nasty one this year. But that doesn't mean you have to stop riding. For me, the only criteria that I'm not going to ride in is if the roads are slick and icy. Well, that's just stupid. But temperature-wise, I don't care. But before we get into that, though, I wanted to ask you, generally, is there anything special you need to do to your bike for winter riding? Now, I know with cars, you service your car. You might put a little bit lighter oil in it. You might put snow tires on or antifreeze and things like that depending on your area Mm -hmm. but bikes there's not a lot you can do is there 
Well, I mean, that's about perspective, to be honest with you. There's a few things. I've got a short list that I always like to run through. And when people come in talking to me about it, there's a couple things. You know, you definitely want to start checking your tire pressure more and more often. Oh, absolutely. And on the summertime, you can get away with not checking your tire pressure every three or four rides. Right. And it depends on, are you in a heated garage? Is the bike outside? You know, that stuff takes a huge play on your tire pressure. Right. And the way my bike is, it's a a low rider, I guess you would call it, with air system Mm -hmm. and stretched bags on the rear. And to be honest with you, it is a pain in the ass to check the tire pressure on the rear tire. I mean, it is a struggle. But in the wintertime, I do it before I ride every time. Yeah. Because you get cold enough, those temperatures will drop the pressure in your tires overnight. It was good yesterday. It's not good in the morning. Correct. Correct. So there's a couple other things I like to look at. Um, You know, say your motorcycle is stored inside in a heated and cooled garage or something like that. Uh, mainly just heated garage. So say you you have it set on 50 or 60 degrees in there. Then you come out and ride in 30 and 40 degree weather that entire time that you're riding. Um, and then you come back in and park it in a heated, cool garage. You would think that you're fine. Well, what I have found in some cases also, it's whether you park it in an unheated garage really too, is condensation buildup. You know, you get this motor warm and it starts to sweat a little bit. Then you park it when it's cold. It creates condensation. So I would start checking my oil and the consistency of the oil a little bit more often also because what happens is in an air-cooled motor, you get condensation and your oil turns a little bit milky. Well, you definitely need good oil in the the cold months, in my opinion. So for guys that ride a lot, um, usually what I find is you don't have that problem there as much because you're constantly riding it. Um, it's the guys that ride it every once in a while in these cold, cold months that get a Does it break down the viscosity and the oil? Well, what happens is, is you create heat and then it cools down. And if it's really cold, it cools down really fast. Well, that hot and cold exchange literally creates moisture, water, and it will literally sweat on the inside of your engine and it will get into your oil or mainly you see in the oil tank is where you see the the condensation get built up well then it just dilutes your oil and makes it milky and you know it, it's just never a good idea something you definitely need to watch out for and check um and then lastly if you're a guy that rides constantly you don't have to deal with this near as much but if you're a guy that rides every once in a while in the cold and you'll get it say you'll ride a day or two get the motor and everything lubed up if you will Definitely put some fuel treatment into it. You don't want to have issues come springtime if you don't ride that often and or uh, like heat that product. You know, it's it's known to get condensation in fuel tanks sitting underground at a gas station during the winter months. Now, I put uh, every time I fill up, every time in the winter months, I uh, put the proper amount of stabilizer in it. Yeah. Is that enough? Yeah, it's a great idea. The stabilizer doesn't necessarily take out the moisture in fuels. What exactly does it do? Well, what stabilizer does is there's chemicals into it that keeps everything lubed, and it literally keeps the octane rating in the fuel and then keeps the fuel from degrading over time. Um, gas nowadays has so much additives and shit like that into it that in a matter of you know 14 days, so you put 93 in there, the octane rating could be down to you know 89, 90 or something like that. And it could have moisture into it. Um, there's just a lot of stuffs that break down in, in today's fuels that cause issues. So the stay bill literally keeps that fuel um, with a high octane rating, 
keeps the octane up. And then as you run it through your carburetor and or a fuel injection system, it keeps that fuel from being able to break down to the point where it causes gel, not gelling, gelling's in diesel. It um, thickens up. Yeah, it, it kind of turns to a varnish. Right, know, right. It, it starts to plug up jets if you have a carburetor. So what that fuel stabilizer does is it just keeps the fuel from being able to break down to the point where it's going to cause you issues. Like most people, I'll put it in my riding lawnmower and all the, you know, weed eaters and stuff like that the last time I run them and just make sure it's through the system. But would you recommend I go to like a adding heat? What the heat does is it helps with your octane rating, but it literally pulls the moisture out of the fuel. So, you know, like say you're, you're riding and you got a lot of condensation in your fuel tank from being low and then it's sitting and it getting cold and things like that. Or, you know, you go to a subpar fuel station and you buy some shit ass gas. What the heat's going to do is it's going to pull the moisture out of the fuel so the thing will run right. Um, you see a lot of it in diesels also. Um, but what it what it's designed to do is literally just keep your octane rating, but to pull that moisture out of the fuel so you don't have backfiring and popping and you know, acting like it's running on, on bad gas. Okay. So now that we've got it figured out how to take care of your bike uh, mechanically for the winter months and no, you don't have to put studded tires on. If you have to put studded tires on, then you, that's where you probably shouldn't be riding. Yeah. So, know, but I do are, like to watch a good ice race. Yeah. Yes. They, they actually have those, right. you know. Dude, I, I watch these guys. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, ride the Himalayas and ride in Alaska and ride all over the place. So I guess when your um, environment is cold weather all the time and things like that, and you're a motorcycle junkie, you know, whatever, you'll, you'll do what you have to do to ride. Well, one of the bonus parts, now some people are going to be out there and go, what an ass. <laughs> Why does that make me smile? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I almost sound a little bit weird right now saying I like assholes, but <laughs> I just get along with assholes. You know, most people don't get that. <laughs> but anyway, riding in the winter is you rarely find the roads clogged with other riders. Yeah. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, you're the lone wolf out there. I always have people looking at me like they have lost their ever loving mind. And when I stop and get gas, aren't you cold? Are you crazy? You know, it's 25 degrees out. Yeah. Well, I'm not cold, and yeah. why waste the day? Why don't you suck it? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So now you've got your bike prepared. What do you do for yourself? Okay, we'll start with most people don't have electric liners, and uh, that's, yeah. that's just the facts. I mean, if you're going to get serious about riding in the winter, you need to do that. You can be a tough guy and everything like that, but here's the deal. When you're cold and your extremities are cold – specifically your hands and your feet, your reaction time has dropped considerably. Mm -hmm. You start getting dangerous and you're shivering out there and you get cold to the bone. That doesn't mix well with riding a motorcycle. Yeah, but brother, you look cool. Well, nobody knows that I have on these pantyhose liners <laughs> that are plugged in. Yeah. They don't know. They just think I'm tough. Well, I'm not tough. I'm old and I'm comfortable. You're smart. <laughs> you're smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What does it say? Work smart, not hard. Yes. Yes. Generally, so, what I found is the guys that legit ride cold weather, um, they have liners, they have heated gloves, they have heated grips or seats or what have you. The guys that take it serious and absolutely ride. And now I'm not saying like, you know, 
come out of your house, put all your freaking leathers on. And, you know, if, if you can read this, the bitch fell off shirt and stuff like that and run down to the gas station or run down to the bar or whatever. They're frauds. Just I know that say, doesn't sound right. And people are going to be pissed off that I say that. But you get a guy that's going to just booger up and put his leathers on and get out there in the cold, but he's just going down to the corner right, a mile down the road and come back. Just to say that he rode, and I ride cold. mine all the time. And The guys that actually log miles, like going more than 50 or 100 miles or maybe making a weekend out of their ride, usually what I found, they've got precautions built in, you know, the liners, the heated grips, heated seats, things like that, the full-face helmets. Usually it's the douchebags like me that are going to ride 15, 30, 40, 50 miles, something like that, that are just barely gloves, flannels, a vest, and I get there and my face is all frozen, I got shit in my beard, and I'm cold. I guess I'm the younger generation that will actually ride it. And No, and I get it. I mean, I used to be that the entire way. Time. I'm not going to lie. I used to be that way, but uh, I, I wanted to ride. And, and I guess back then they really didn't have electric liners. Yeah. No. And, and I started off slow. I started off with a pair of electric gloves and I thought, wow, this <laughs> is awesome. My hands are not tender. My hands are not cold. I can deal with everything else. It's like but... it's summertime and this is great. Well, then I thought to myself, hey, you know, you're riding. You, when you're riding, you just think. You think about everything. And then I'm thinking, damn, my toes and my feet are cold. I wonder uh-huh. if they have that for them, too. And exactly. So you get online, and then, well, by God, they've got electric line, and they're thin. Thin, yeah. Real thin. And they're not like real thick things. Mm-hmm. And I get those, and I plug those in, and all of a sudden, my hands and my feet are totally warm. It's like I'm sitting inside at home next to the fire. Yeah. Well, you know, it progresses to uh, the next thing, the, 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 next the thing. pants and the vest for the shirt, you know, and. And then you find out, here it is, you're riding outside, it's a beautiful sunny day, mm-hmm. it's 25 degrees out, you got this, your liners on, and your full face helmet, and all of a sudden you're just as warm as if you're sitting in the recliner at home. Right. Well then, why stay at home? Get out and ride. The only down part, and I found a fix for that, is my turkey neck. Well, anybody's, <laughs> anybody's neck. You've got that, that, that space right there. And let me tell you something, when it's 25 degrees and you're hitting the wind at 60 miles an hour, that's sporting. Yes, it is. Uh, so that'll that'll kill your enthusiasm. So what they have is these, uh, they're balaclavas. You can look it up online. And they're almost, I, I don't know what they're made out of. They're silk. Mm. And they're that thin, just like silk thin, but they cut the wind. Right. See, and I get one of those and put a puddle over my head and put it down my neck and, and pull it up go. over a up to below my nose and it cuts all the wind and you stay plenty warm. You know, back in the day when I was working on the road, I worked on power plants and oil refineries and things like that. And what what I did was I'd weld on their equipment, whatever their power plants and stuff without them having to shut down. So the temperatures where I was welding, like I'd be in a box that was 600 degrees and then welding on top of that. So we had these deals. It was, not like a thin slate. We called them thin slate, but your face was open, but it went over the top of your head. But then it went like 10 inches down your back and down your chest. And you put it on before you put your suit on. And it was to keep the heat off of you. And I have found that that is the absolute best thing for cold weather riding. Is you this, bet. This thin slate, double layered deal. And you put it on and you're completely covered. That's the funny thing about, you know, the progression of motorcycling back when you first started. You didn't have shit like no, that. No, we had, had those old-fashioned wool ski masks. Right. With the only thing that was your nose and your mouth. 
which is super fun because I'll still wear one of those just so I can walk into a gas station and be like, give me all your money and see what they do. (laughs) Then I have to explain everything that I'm here to pay for fuel. Yeah. Can uh, I help you? Stack of hundreds, please. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Everything you got in the register. But uh, so here's the flip side of this conversation. Green, gear is amazing. And if you've got some money to spend on it, you can definitely spend some money on some good gear. Um, I know a lot of guys that buy snowmobile riding gear to ride their motorcycles in. Um, Just things like that. But here's the other side of that for me because I go to the ladder where I don't have a ton of gear. I'm a a dumbass, okay? Um, I'm not cool, and I don't give a shit about looking cool, but I'm just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I will literally look outside and be like, shit, the sun's out. It's dry on the ground. Let's ride. Yeah. For me, it is a mental preparation thing. Um, and maybe that's just the way that I am personally. Well, there are things that you can do if you don't have electric liners, and which I did for years. It's all about two issues. There's two aspects that you need to do. Layering. Yeah. And stopping the wind. Br- covering your bare skin. Yeah. You can have five layers on, but if they're the type of uh, clothing that... The wind is going to come through, you know, you're just off the shelf long johns or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they work great. Um, that's not going to help you if the wind cuts through. Right. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll put on, or what I did anyway, is I'll put on two layers, maybe three, depending on how cold it is. And then uh, something that is like a windbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that's going to cut that wind from getting inside those layers. Which you, you still want to breathe. Like, that. It, like at Walmart, you can go buy that frog tog gear. That's a, a wet suit and it's a wind suit. So I, I have a set of frog togs. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. So there's a couple things that you can do. Granted, you know, and there's guys out there that absolutely love it. And my father-in-law is not a mainstreamist. Okay. He could give two shits less about what everybody else is doing, but he swears by his leather chaps in his leather jacket and his leather gloves. And now granted, the only time you see him wearing it is extreme cold temperatures and while riding a motorcycle. He's not putting this shit on and jumping out of his leather truck. chaps work. Yeah. See the leather literally, you know, back the reason why people started wearing leather on a motorcycle is during the board track racing days. You know, if you didn't wear leather and you wrecked, you're getting splinters in your ass. Okay. So that's where the leathers and motorcycles really, really kind of started coming together as far as, one without the other was just, you know, they were starting to mend together. Well, obviously leather is a natural wind, wind break. Okay. It's, it's solid. It's wind is not coming through there. Now. Yeah. Your leather will get cold, but a lot of them have liners on the inside, um, to try to help insulate you a little bit, but they ain't water, snow. No, they work. I agree. And the other thing is for me with chaps in my experience alone, but you know how they zip up the side yeah. Yeah. Once you've got them on, you zip them up. I've never been able to get a pair of chaps that the zipper doesn't start hiking its way up while oh, riding. Loosening up. Whether yeah. they were a cheap pair, and I've got in my closet right now a high dollar set of chaps thinking, well, I just need to go quality and that'll stop. Mm-hmm. After about an hour of riding, I look down and they're flopping in the wind because the zipper that zips down the side of the leg is working its way up. I got a trick for you. Yeah. Okay. And I, I've, Used this one time, but I saw it when I was a young kid. I've got almost like a photographic memory. I see neat shit like that, and I can never forget it. A bungee cord. I thought about. I have a bunch of these little, little tiny, tiny bungee cords, and just hooking it, hooking it around my onto my boot. I wear lineman boots. 
Yeah. And I thought about, well, just take one of them bungee cords and hook it down and then hook it on the yeah. strap of your boot. See, there's a, there's a product out there for when you're riding with jeans. It hooks to one side of your jean, goes under the stirrup. If they're called stirrups. goes under your boot and hooks to the other side. Keeps your pant legs down when you're riding, okay? You know, everybody's had that case where they their pants ride up and their Kermit the Frog socks are showing and shit. But... Uh, Don't diss the frog, man. <laughs> so with leather... You punch, hole punch, whatever, needle, punch a small hole in the other side of your chaps, hook your one hook Swing into around. the zipper, go under your boot, and hook it to the other side of your chaps. Now that zipper's not coming up. That and would work. it keeps it down. Well, what I've also found was um, felt line jeans. Plano jeans, I think mine are Wrangler, and they cut the wind. They got felt linings in them. Very comfortable. Very extraordinarily warm. Mm-hmm. And if it's above 30 actually have ridden so much in the winter i can look at my phone and tell what the temperature is and then gauge what, what i'm going to wear yeah but if it's above 30 all i need is those liner jeans and they're just as comfortable and loose as regular mm-hmm. and they're thick enough that they cut the wind and they keep you real warm so there's a, a what do they call it a pro tip yeah pro you know yeah, just go out and get yourself a pair of liner jeans with right. felt lining they're here's, amazing here's something we haven't even really hit on or discussed or thought about either um, what you do to prepare for winter riding somewhat depends on what type of motorcycle you have also. Yeah. You know, you're riding a sport bike. You can't tuck behind too many fairings on one of those, or say you're riding an, you know, an older stripped down motorcycle or a Honda rebel, or you're riding a big Honda Goldwing dresser or a Harley dresser or a BMW. You know, there's different levels of what you're going to need to do to prepare based on what you're actually riding. You know, a lot of the new dressers have heated grips, heated seats, all that sort of stuff. Um, BMW's electric windshields to get you a little bit more protection or a little less protection. Makes a big difference. Yeah, sport bikes, uh, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> There's not much for you as far as that goes. Granted, way of aftermarket, I'm sure you can do heated grips and, and things like that and put seat heaters and grid heaters. Um, hot hands is a nice little thing to stuff into your oh, pockets. Oh, I used to do that before I got electric gloves. Mm-hmm. I used to drive those by those little uh, hot pads. Yeah. And you just shake up real good and they last and just slide it in with your gloves right. and they work. Yep, they do. I mean, they're, they're, you don't have to go big and go expensive. You you can keep riding on the cheap, right? but right. you just got to be smart about it. That's all. Right. Um, for me, it's a mindset. I know, like I'll fractionalize everything down and be like, okay, you know, it's 28 degrees. I've got 75 miles to go at this rate. It's going to be this long to take me to get there. So I will physically or mentally prepare myself to just know I am going to be the absolute coldest I had ever been in my entire life for 45 minutes. Or, you know, if I could bump the speed up, I might knock it down to 30 minutes or, you know, say for an hour to go, you know, 60 miles or, you know, 75 miles really is what it'll probably take me on an hour. I know that as soon as I get done with this 75 miles, I'm going to warm up and I could do whatever. And then I've got another 75 miles or, you know, I might break it down to, you know, only going about for an hour to an hour and a half in 20 to 30, 40 degree weather. But I'm also riding, not riding in a car or sitting, you know, it's all in the mindset. Yeah. For me, it really is. For me, I can do whatever the hell I want to, as long as I mentally prepare myself for it. Like riding in the cold, I know that I'm going to be cold and I'm going to tighten up and I'm going to do this. And until my body breaks down even further than it already has, and I can't do that. Sometimes for me, it's a reckoning or a rite of passage and, or just a, can I do this still? Can I sustain 
an hour of riding of 20 to 30 degree weather still, you know, Oh, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. Listen, for those of you that are thinking, yeah, that's all good for you guys. Listen, I'm an old guy and you're not an old guy. Correct. And we can still do it, and they don't let it stop you. It's just your love of writing. Yeah. I mean, I've alluded to this story before in some earlier episodes when I was young and full of piss, piss and vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> I was trying to think of what to say to keep it clean. Whiskey I wrote a I wrote a two cycle, two cylinder Suzuki two fifty mm-hmm. all the way across the country into the Pacific Northwest in the dead of winter. Thought that would be a great idea. And you ever seen that movie, uh, Christmas Story? Oh, shoot. With his little brother all dressed up for winter and he yeah. couldn't hardly move. He was stiff. Yeah. That's kind of the way I was. And every night I would get into a motel room and I'd probably spend an hour or two hours and still not get totally warm standing oh. in a hot shower. Yeah. Hot shower, lots of coffee. But, you know, just because it's cold out doesn't mean you have to stop riding. Exactly. Um, if you do stop riding, you know, so be it. I wouldn't tell anybody, but so be it. You know, no big deal. Tough. It's It's just whatever you enjoy, whatever you like, whatever gets you riding, or, you know, if you're not, not something you're into, it's not something you're into. doesn't mean you have to, to be a motorcyclist. No, not that bullshit of, well, you're not a real rider. If you don't, man, suck it. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. We're not at all saying that. We're just saying that if this is something you haven't done before, don't be intimidated by the fact that it might be cold or might be a little uncomfortable. Give it a try. Stop baby steps, you know, and you might find you like it. Exactly. I mean, well, and it's like you said, there's in some months of the year, there is a ton of people on the road, cars, bikes, semis, whatever. The colder it gets, the less people are out working and are, are not working rather. Well, shit in our area. Just people out and about. It. Yeah. So the roads are a lot clearer. Exactly. And, and, uh, I enjoy the solitude of riding, mm-hmm. you know, just to get away. Nobody yapping in my ears, nothing right. going on have me have myself to my thoughts and winter for me is a perfect time to do that. One thing that I would add a caution though, particularly if you're going to be riding in rural areas, even if the road is dry and clean, you get a lot of times, uh, areas, this is just a safety tip that are, um, winding turning roads mm-hmm. and there'll be shaded areas. You might hit a patch of ice, right? So just when you're riding, be aware that coming around, Oh, I got a corner up here. Let's be, uh, cognizant that there's might be a patch of ice and maybe slow down or watch for it. Yeah, um, for sure. And even yeah. more technical than that, you know, it's called dry slick mm-hmm. asphalt's meant to be somewhat sticky. You know, the way that it absolutely is, you get something that's super, super cold and then you have cold tires. Those two surfaces are going to be slick. So yeah, just know that you need to take extra caution in the winter um, in really, really cold months. And then where we live, you can go 40 miles and the climate's completely different. Oh, listen, I know guys up in Minnesota that ride in the winter. Yeah. There's really no excuse. It's just up to you whether that's your cup of tea or not. If you'd like to know more about how to ride in the winter and how to prep for it and stay warm, go to our website, ozarkrides.com. It's the featured story, and it's called Riding in the Cold. There's a lot of great tips on how to stay warm, whether you've got the money for liners or whether you're on the cheap and you're just starting out. And uh, you might find that informative. So, you know, nothing for sale there. So this is not a sales pitch, just a <laughs> just a, yeah. a helpful hint. Maybe you can uh, garner some more information. Information is an invaluable thing to have. That's exactly know. right. It just preparation, whatever. And even those guys that are too tough or too cool to admit it, at some point in time, somebody's passed a tidbit along to them 
or they've learned something and they've said, Hey dude, you know, when we're doing this, this is how we need to dress. You know what I mean? Like that stuff is so invaluable. Everything I've got on that particular uh, article there that I wrote is strictly stuff that I've learned over the years, trial and error, and what has worked for me and what definitely did not. It may work or may not work for you, but give it a try. Get out there and ride. So if you want to learn more about the review, you can always go to our website, ozarkrides.com, where there's an in-depth written review. Just scroll down about a quarter of the way and click uh, read story and, you know, take it from there. So what do we always say, Randy? Just remember, it's all about riding, so get out and enjoy it.